Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Monday, March 7th. Now Charleston picks a handful of headlines three times a week and tells you why they are important. Beeple, the digital artist who lives in Ladson, is putting down new roots in the Charleston area as he continues to change the art world. Lindsey Graham is telling anyone who will listen to him that someone needs to take out Russian President Vladimir Putin. Work begins this summer to widen Interstate 26 from Charleston to Columbia. And I'll check in real quick with local sports teams as conference basketball tournaments get going and finish up. All that starting now. So what's Beeple doing with a huge new studio in Charleston? Digital artist Mike Winkleman, who lives in Ladson and is known as Beeple, made a huge splash last year when he sold a piece of digital art as one of the first mainstream NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, for more than $69 million. Funny enough, now, the artist known for his digital work, that's hailed as kind of the future of artwork, uh, has a new in-person exhibit of physical art uh, that opened last week in Manhattan. A New York Times report from over the weekend looks at how Beeple is now trying to get a foothold in the traditional art market where old-school art types uh, have tried to write off NFTs and Beeple's kind of crass brand of self-referential digital art. So Beeple's Everydays, which is what that first big-ticket piece was called, sold for $69 million in February 2021. Later on last year, this kind of flew under the radar a little bit, he sold another piece uh, called Human One in November for another $29 million dollars. Human One is kind of a, a digital installation piece also. It has like a what looks like a person walking around inside a fridge-sized booth surrounded by a digital environment. It's kind of a three-dimensional thing. Um, the idea behind the work is that Mike uh, Beeple will continuously update the work over the course of his life. You can kind of see a picture of this. It's hard to describe at nowcharleston.com. Um, the whole point of using NFTs and this kind of like uh, physical embodiment of these NFTs, like like Human One is, is to make them more collectible. It's, a, it's always been a challenge for a digital artist to kind of be able to monetize and have their art as collectibles, like a traditional, you know, old world art piece would be. In addition to the physical pieces of art, like the Human One telephone booth looking thing, or the art that's on the walls of the New York Gallery right now, uh, they also have a collectible NFT associated with them. Here's people on The Tonight Show talking about how Human One uh, is uh, kind of a precursor of like to what's coming. So yeah. it's like a, a metal, and you can, a giant like refrigerator-sized box that just keeps turning, and the environment will continue to change. And I think that's what's exciting about this piece, um, and I think is, is more analogous to sort of the future of, of art, is that we'll have pieces in our house that continue to change and sort of it's not just like a static painting that just, that's it, it is what it is. I think we're going to have more things like this. Yeah. So just connecting the dots a little bit, maybe that's why Beeple is building out a 50,000 square foot industrial studio space in Charleston, as the Times and Artnet reported. Beeple told Artnet that the space is going to be part studio and part kind of experiential space, comparing it to those touring immersive exhibits like the Sistine Chapel or Van Gogh exhibits that have floated through Charleston. His family's working for him on this, including his brother, who quit his job at Boeing locally. Uh, something like 16 people work for on the Beeple team now, along with a handful of other ex-Boeing engineers, kind of building out the vision for this guy's uh, new brand of or new type of art. 
Um, I don't know what, where the space is or what exactly they're going to do, but it sure sounds like from this Artnet and the Times report that one of the world's most controversial and groundbreaking artists could be building a destination space here in Charleston. He said it'll look kind of like a high-end museum where he and his team can design and build and exhibit work really quickly. People told Artnet, my constant focus is not on what is interesting art now, but on what art will look like in 100 years. Lindsey Graham has faced criticism since late last week when he called on the Russian people to force regime change in the Kremlin, calling for the people to, quote, take this guy out, talking about uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Here's Graham on Fox News. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this sh- ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. Russian officials called the idea a historical Russophobic fit. The New York Times is reporting that White House officials are worried Putin will, quote, lash out and escalate military conflict further, unsure exactly what he could be capable of. Even his Republican colleague, Ted Cruz, called the rhetoric an exceptionally bad idea. GOP rep Marjorie Taylor Greene, herself known as a bit of a loose cannon when it comes to rhetoric, said, We need leaders with calm minds and steady wisdom, she wrote on Twitter. Not bloodthirsty, warmongering politicians trying to tweet tough by demanding assassinations. Americans don't want war, she wrote. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the opposition to Russia's invasion was not about regime change. Here's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki with the administration's response. That is response. not the position of the United States government and certainly not a statement you'd hear from, come from the mouth of anybody working in this administration. Even with a consensus against all-out war with Russia, reports from the ground increasingly show Putin's invasion of Ukraine targeting civilians, escalating the potential humanitarian toll of the conflict in Ukraine. Construction to widen Interstate 26 from Charleston to Columbia could begin this summer, according to state transportation officials. With more than $450 million in COVID-19 relief money on the way, the state is dumping millions into infrastructure projects like the widening of I-26, which it considers a major priority. Construction will likely start this summer to widen the area of I-26 between Jedburgh and Route 27, which is kind of a short stretch of 26 right outside of the Charleston area near Ridgeville. Widening I-26 and I-95 near the Georgia border are considered like the highest uh, priorities for state highway officials. The project will take about six years to widen from Charleston to Columbia, and with the infusion of that federal money, the timeline for the project got cut almost in half. Without the extra cash, it would have taken twice as long and cost twice as much. The University of South Carolina women's basketball team lost in the Southeastern Conference Tournament Championship Sunday in Nashville. The University of Kentucky held off the Gamecocks after getting their first lead of the whole game with less than five seconds to go. It's the Gamecocks' first conference loss all season. South Carolina has been in seven of the last eight SEC championship games, winning six of them. And the team will go into the NCAA tournament, the women's tournament, as one of the top seeds with a chance to win Coach Don Staley's second national title. On the men's side, the College of Charleston Cougars upset Hofstra Sunday night and will play UNCW Monday night in the Colonial Athletic Association tournament taking place in D.C. UNCW beat CFC in the team's two meetings this season, but the Cougars are shooting well. We'll see. The winner of the game tonight goes to the conference championship Tuesday night, and the winner of that game gets an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Elsewhere in Charleston, Charleston Southern lost in its second round game in the Big South tournament on Friday, and the Citadel didn't play in this year's Southern Conference tournament. 
next Sunday, this coming Sunday, is the NCAA Selection Sunday with the major conferences wrapping up tournaments this week. So it's looking like I'm going to have my first guests on Now Charleston later this week. Uh, and I want to book some more folks for the show. Uh, the goal is to kind of talk to local folks doing cool stuff, newsmakers, people having an impact in the community. Um, but I want to hear what y'all want to hear on the show. Who do you want to hear from? Um, I'd love to hear what you think. Shoot me an email at sam at nowcharleston.com. That's S-A-M at N-O-W-C-H-S dot com. And let me know. That's all I've got for you today. If you've got feedback for the show, you can always leave a voice message or text me 843-474-1319 or send me an email to that address, sam at nowchs.com. If you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now, that would be a big help too. And as always, you can check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. And to make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Wednesday with the next Now Charleston.